Hey traders, David Frost, my strategic forecast. You're here for another episode of Common Sense Market Analysis. Today is Thursday, February 1, 2024. We're looking at a daily chart of the SPY or Spider, which is the proxy for the S&P 500. What do we have on the docket today? We got a bunch of stuff going on the docket today. I'd put your seatbelts on if I were you. We're going to jump around a little bit, but we have a lot to cover. Let's start with the obvious. Yesterday was a breakdown candle. It was a higher volume reversal candle. What did they do today? They took the whole thing back. It was a one-day fakeout, just like this over here on the 20th of December. Just like here to an extent, just like here. So in an uptrend, these things happen. Look at the high of yesterday's candle, 489.08. Today's closing print happens to be 489.20. There are no accidents, nor are they any coincidences when they close above or below an important spot like that by pennies. It's by design. They closed above, indicating or at least giving you the impression that that was a complete takedown or take back of yesterday's reversal candle. So what did that do? How many pies in the face do you think were issued by traders shorting it yesterday afternoon in the hole by this afternoon they already had a lemon meringue pie in the face? I gave a lesson in the live trading room on days that finish at the lows. Jordan's going to dig out some statistics, easy for me to say, but I gave a brief lesson from experience on days that finish at the lows with certain criteria. There's a trade in there. We learned it today in the live room. How's Amazon doing after hours? They're getting a nice rip higher. The target was 163.50. That was a target on the upside. They have surpassed the target in the after hours. Live trading room was given that target. I'm sure I've discussed it in this video here at least two, three times. If they stick tomorrow, meaning stick in the upward direction, hold the lead, hold the gains, that can't be a negative for the market, Amazon. By the way, while we're jumping around things here, how about a short from a swing trade perspective in BXP, Boston Properties? How about a cover here, turning it into a risk-free, emotionless trade, one profit target? And then of course today, second profit target, at low of day. How do it know? How does the auto-magical lazy swing trader system know? They don't all happen like this, but a lot of them happen like this, by the way. In fairness, two new entries today. They're underwater day one. That's not a big deal, just to be transparent. The auto-magical swing trade algo system. All right, let's get back to the spiders. So here's what we have. We have a take back of yesterday's reversal candle. We're going to take the market at face value. Above all the moving averages, the trend is your friend. What did she do in essence? We talked about it last night. She came back to the vicinity of home base. When we looked at the weekly chart last night, we said, look, there's nothing going on here. She's extended from home base, but there's nothing wrong with this market. This is a firm uptrend. Doesn't mean they can't come down tomorrow. We got the phony jobs number at 8.30 a.m. Eastern Standard Time Friday morning. 
That could be a coin toss situation, an excuse to move the tape. Either direction, melt up or rug pull. Remember another thing we talked about last night. We said, look, the Fed caused the market to go down, quote unquote. Whatever they said, they're pushing the lowering of interest rates out to the future, all that nonsense here, there, and everywhere. But then what we said was, look, if the market bounces tomorrow, they'll just reinterpret the information to mean something different. I don't watch the TV during the trading day, but I can guarantee you that some of that was going on today. Now you have a gap open in the spiders. The gap is at 490.89. So that becomes a piece of unfinished business that should be finished. Doesn't mean that's going to be a top and failure. It means that is a target as long as they stay above yesterday's high. Write that down on a sticky note. Above the high from a couple of days ago and what's happening? The grind up, the melt up continues. That simple. By the way, we should note Pretty decent volume today on the update. Not like yesterday's down day, but pretty decent volume on the update. When you compare it to some other stuff going on all the way down here, pretty decent. It's in the upper range of decency, if you will, ish, decent-ish volume on an update. Of note, puzzle piece, it's on the table. Here's another thing you might want to put on your wall of sticky notes. It's hard to kill a bull. There's a lot of traders out there that want to short the tape all the time. Every time it goes down, whenever it goes up, they want to short the tape. And I get that. Once upon a time, I was one of those traders. Until I quickly learned the trend is your friend. And it's hard to kill a bull. They do kill the bull. There are corrections, obviously. There's one coming, but it's hard to kill the bull. Many, many fake outs along the way in the spirit of the buy the dip crowd. Pajama jockeys, if you will. Check it out. We had a pretty active day in the live day trading room. It was an active day inside the numbers. We're going to look at important numbers, scan the notes, read the notes, pause the video, double check the work. I'm going to highlight a few important things like the pre-market zero dark 30 variety notes. We're going to look at the pivot at 484.70 today. We think better in pictures, right of the vertical line is today's activity, and you can see the role the pivot played from a support perspective, 484.70, during the morning session. They did late morning dip below it, but right back above, and that was it for the rest of the day. And what you'll see in the notes, and what you've heard me say in the live room is, above the pivot, she's more bullish, prone to go higher. Below the pivot, it's not necessarily an all-out bearish but it's certainly not bullish and she can fall below the pivot. We had a buy area that never got there, but we also had traders that bought the pivot multiple times. They were paid accordingly. Speaking of which, one of the traders in the live room sent me this today. This is a snapshot out of the Webull statement. Now, I'm not going to expose the person. It doesn't matter. Kudos to the person, the trader, the member. You, me, like everybody else, someone just trying to make it. This is what was in this account today, before and after this trade. You got a trade here, $6,900 profit in one day, doubling the account, more or less. We have big numbers going on in the live room. Make no mistake about it. Now, nobody coming with an account size of 200 bucks is making $10,000 a day. Let's not mix apples and oranges. If you have the capital, you can make the dough. 
If you don't have the capital, you can still make the dough. The dough is smaller. Pause the video, read the notes, go back to the chart to double check the work. What's the early look? Where's resistance? Where's support? Where's the pivot? Well, you get everything you need before the opening bell. 48470 is the pivot. 48615 to 48650 is overhead resistance and magnetic. Okay, very small zone. We'll say 48615. How you doing? After they hit the resistance zone, which is an exit or a target for those that are long, and then we have traders that are either flipping it or entering a short trade for what? A ride back down to where? Yes, the pivot. We'll give it a how do you like dem apples. Everything here has been put on the board before the opening bell. You're what we call in the trading parlance prepared. Pause the video. Read the notes. Go back to the chart to double check the work. It's all in here. You'll see the numbers. You'll see the activity. You'll see the tour guidance type information. How about this? 1240. 487.30 was the next top end of overhead resistance. In the live room, I ended the day by saying this to the traders in the live room. 487.30 was your prize today. That means if you're riding a trailer from a long entry lower around the pivot, that is a prize. Now, they did go higher, sure, but a prize being a target. And look at what they did in this candle. The high in this candle here was 487.27 against 30. Pretty slick stuff. What about stocks on the move? We're going to take a look at three out of the four that were put up on the board today. We'll look at Honeywell. Wolf was off the board. No trade. C-A-H and C-H-R-W. First up, Honeywell getting a buzz cut at the opening bell. They cut through everything pretty quickly right at the opening bell, but did a quick about face, ripped it back up in the other direction, and provided the minimum required base hit, and then some. If you paint it by the numbers, your average is 193 and change. They finished the day about 197 and change. Just want to head over to the IWM right now because... We had a day trade this morning in the live room with the IWM at the number. 191.70 was the number. We had a team trade, if you will, group participation. We caught pretty much low of day, reversal, ripped it back up in the other direction. Nice trade from a group perspective in Camp IWM today. Stocks on the move. It was really a fantastic day. Great around the horn. Kudos to all my traders. Now, what's the daily chart situation in Camp IWM? After yesterday, getting into no man's land, giving up this bullish, some kind of flaggish, choppy pattern got going on there. They gave it up yesterday, and what they do? They filled that gap, and they recaptured it today. So no change, essentially, other than the fact that they filled a gap and ran a test of a 50-period moving average. So there you have it. They're back above all the moving averages. The trend is your friend in Camp IWM. And until they eclipse on the downside, yesterday's low and that 50-period moving average on the daily chart, they're going to stay in somewhat of a bullish formation. What about the folks down at the transportation department? They bounced along with everything else trying to recapture yesterday's debacle. However, you'll notice a couple of things. They're nowhere near yesterday's highs. The S&P is above, closed above yesterday's high. Transport's nowhere near yesterday's high. They're stuck right on that 20-period moving average, 
and will say above all the moving averages, the trend is your friend. If they start dripping below, it's going to bring 15, 269, 270 in that neighborhood, give or take a few points on either side into play. That's an open door for them to run a test. Should be a bounce type situation down there. However, we have to see the manner in which. What about the Q people? Again, bounced in front of the 20-period moving average. Not at yesterday's highs. They're a little bit below it, but that's not that different from being slightly above it, slightly below it. They went to run a test of yesterday's highs, so either they could be beginning to make a bearish, flaggish, kind of wedgish pattern come through the 20-period moving average on the downside into that zone, or... If they get above yesterday's high, close above yesterday's high, opens the door to the gap from the day before and the former highs that are just a stone's throw away. So that's the way you read and interpret the daily chart of the Q people. Financials put in a reversal candle yesterday, put in a tail candle today. Do they cancel each other out? Well, they're above all the moving averages, so so we'll just defer to that. Above all the moving averages, trend is your friend. If they come down to run a test of the 20-period moving average, it will be in the vicinity of 38 and the former breakout area. Therefore, there should be garden variety of chart support, at least from an intraday perspective at minimum. I would write that down and put it on a sticky note. What about the folks over at the Smash Mouth factory? Not that great of a day, up a little less than 1%. It's not a bad day, but relative weakness or not as much strength, if you will, against the S&P. Same thing goes for the Q people, but we'll see what happens tomorrow with the tech earnings stuff. By the way, just take a peek over at Apple earnings. I forgot about that while I was making the video. They spiked it up to 192 and back down to 181. So that's a pretty good range for Apple. Currently down about three bucks or so, three and a half bucks as we discussed this. Doesn't mean we know where it's going to open tomorrow. However, if Apple's down, does it cancel out Amazon being up? And Amazon, yes, still is up about 10 bucks in the aftermarket session. Nice rip for Amazon. And by the way, good call on Will in the live trading room. He brought Amazon call options to the room's attention as unusual option activity. We have these discussions from time to time. There was a lot of call buying out into several months from now, but here it is. They're getting paid handsomely, at least as long as it stays up by tomorrow morning. Anyway, back to Smash Mouth. They could begin to make a bearish wedgish kind of pattern. They could go up. They could go down. We don't really know. They're in the middle of nowhere as far as I'm concerned. They're not at resistance. They're not at support. Support would be down here closer to the 20-period moving average, maybe a little above it for now. Resistance is really up above the high from a couple of days ago, more like 192. So while they're in the middle, they could just go sideways, build energy to go in one direction or another. We'll let her bake in the oven for a while longer in the Smash Mouth factory. Have I told you how much I appreciate each and every one of you? Without you, these videos are not possible. That is true and accurate information. We're pulling the ripcord here today. I am David Frost, my strategic forecast. Thanks again for tuning in to another episode of Common Sense Market Analysis.